Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinny Rock Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I might have just yelled in your ear and I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Let me hit the sponsors real quick. All right, we got Core Medical Group is a testosterone replacement therapy company. If you're a veteran and you haven't had your blood work done, I recommend it because you have probably have low T and you probably have a low sex drive and it's all because you're low T. So if you guys are interested in getting your hormones checked, go to Core Medical Group. Uh, they will send you testosterone directly to your house. It's a telemedicine setup because of COVID. They found a way to make it work. You guys hit up Core Medical Group for your testosterone replacement therapy. Hit them up. Live Bearded. I have this beautiful, gorgeous beard uh, because of Live Bearded. It is a veteran-owned company. They are positive. They are cool. They are all about just trying to raise a, a cool culture. Use promo code Rocco. Get yourself 10% off. WillyPeachChocolates.com is a veteran who makes chocolates out of his own home. He adds different chili peppers to it. Jalapenos, uh, serrano peppers, uh, habaneros, anything you can think of. He makes these cool little chocolates with all kinds of different flavors. Hit him up. Deadeye Outfitters is an outdoor, outdoor organization. They have all kinds of cool clothes, but what I'm pushing hard right now is their flannels. They got flannels that are, that are, man, pre-shrunk, uh, uh, wrinkle-free. I mean, they're so incredible. What a great company. Those guys do a lot for veteran organizations and law enforcement. You guys go check out Deadeye Outfitters. Bullionboxsubscriptions.com. Bullionboxsubscriptions.com is a precious metal company. You guys can get your silver and gold right now. It is a great time to invest in silver and gold because it is one of those currencies that stays constant. You can trust that. Hit up, uh, let them know I sent you. Barry Law is a veteran-owned and operated law firm that focuses on getting veterans the, the disability ratings that they deserve. They will change people's lives. I promise you they're there to help you. They are veteran-owned from back to Vietnam era and all the way till now. They're killing the game. Go hit up ptsdlawyers.com, ptsdlawyers.com. Go to veteran.com. That's my company. We're selling shirts. We're selling coffee. We're selling items. We just got uh, plate carriers and plates from a company called West Coast Armor. It is the best stuff out there. I promise you, go check them out. Go to veteran.com. Every $5 spent gets you into the raffle of winning a F-150. Manscaped, home of the lawnmower 3.0. Yeah, or the lawn trimmer. They got stuff to clean the nose hairs out of your big old nostrils, your balls, keep them soft. They got deodorant for your balls. They got everything you can think of for the male grooming experience. You guys go check out Manscaped. Use promo code Rocco. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. You won't fucking regret it. Last but not least, MGR, uh, excuse me, MGS.edu, Modern Gun School. You can be an armor in the comfort of your own home using your GI Bill or your Voke Rehab. If you guys have questions with any of those things, you guys hit me up. And here we go. What's up, brother? How you doing? Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Hey, dude, you know how you know how we hooked up, right? From a group. I posted in a group. I said, I'm looking for people that have crazy, weird experiences because I want to bring them on the podcast. And someone said, I know a ranger 
who has these crazy fucking things and he talks about them. And I'm like, what? I was like, who's this dude? And then boom, we connected. Yeah. You're talking about my time at Abu Ghraib prison in 2004. Yes. That yes, place right. was well, first, stupid haunted. Bro, before, <laughs> before we get to that for my listeners, please introduce yourself. All right. My name is uh, First Sergeant Pop Retired. Uh, I did 33 years in the Army. I was a you know, straight leg infantry guy. Then I became a paratrooper. Then I became an airborne ranger, second ranger battalion, Bravo Company. Then I went on to serve in 12th and uh, 20th Group Special Forces. And I finished up my time in the civil affairs, you know, and doing intel and psyops. Hard, I got a pretty wide minds. range of skills. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> you could say hearts and minds until it's time not to win their hearts and minds and just shoot them in the heart. <laughs> I love it. Well, I fucking love it, man. Uh, and that's some crazy experience. I was in the Alpha Company, uh, Second Battalion. And so uh, that's kind of cool. You were in Bravo. Uh, what years? I, I mean, who knows? Uh, 1988 to 1991. Um, the guy, I'm one of the guys who jumped into Rio Hada during Panama. And when you read about that whole thing, I, I was the guy who got ran over by the truck on the drop zone. <laughs> it's quite, quite, quite exhilarating. Oh my God. That is incredible. What a, what a story. Yeah, yeah. man. So that was the thing. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting. I wanted to find someone who would talk about some paranormal activity and, uh, you know, your name popped up and then I heard your background. I was like, this is the guy, this is the guy we need to talk to. Yeah. You know, cause you know, I'm a rational person. All right. You know, I, for the most part, I have to see it to believe it, but you know, there's some things that went on there that you just, there is no rational explanation for. So what years were you there? Uh, in Abu Yeah. in, in Iraq, I was there in 2004. Oh shit. No way. So it's right after the main push. Yeah. 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 That's I was, let's see, I was in Mosul in 2005, so I must have just missed you, or we probably caught each other at some point, but in, in you, in your life, have you ever experienced anything of, like, ghosts, or do you believe in it, or anything like that? Oh, yeah, I grew up in a haunted house. You did? Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, like, every day, but, you know, there was a lot of odd things that happened, like, the a door would slam shut every once in a while, and I'm not talking about, like, when the wind blows it shut, like, it would slam so hard it would shake the windows in the house. <laughs> and, like this happened in the wintertime and there's all the windows are closed. The oh, furnace uh, wasn't even on. I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. So you believe in ghosts? Obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me what was what was one of the craziest experiences you, you faced in, in Abu in the Abu oh, Ghraib? All right. Uh let's see. There's a few actually. The creepiest one, I was coming back from battalion meeting. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And you have to walk across the big open area to get to, you know, our particular cell block that we're staying in. And when you walk into it, there's a long hallway that goes the whole length of the building. And it's lit, you know, by uh, fluorescent lights. And it's 24-7, 365. Those lights don't turn off. I turn the corner and then towards the very end, I see this jet black, like, it's like a person. Just walk right across the area and then goes into this little alcove area. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird because there's nobody down there during during the night. It's a couple offices and stuff. They're they're locked. So I walk right down there. I have my eyes on there the whole time. It takes me about maybe 40 seconds to get to that area. I turn the corner and all the offices are padlocked and there's no there's there's no exit. So I was like, yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> 
And then, you know, the hair on the back of your neck stands up and on your forearms, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was one where I actually saw stuff directly that, you know, it, I mean, I saw all kinds of stuff out of the corner of your eye, like things move across doorways, stuff like that. You look so, and it's not there. So there's nothing else that could explain that. You weren't exhausted. You weren't no. nothing. No, no, I wasn't coming off mission. I certainly wasn't drinking. I had eaten, you know, two square meals that day. I got like maybe five hours of sleep the night before. I mean, that was just straight up supernatural wonkiness right there. What scares me about ghosts is that I can't fight them, right? Like that's my thing is like, I fucking hate the fact that if something was in this room, I'd punch right through it or I don't know what it is, right? Like, yeah. That's what yeah. fucks my head up about ghosts. It's like, if there's an alien, I'd probably punch it in the face and probably get fucking killed. Who knows? But and ghosts, ghosts fuck me up. Supernatural yeah. shit scares me. Yeah, that's one of the things that that, that I uh, respect about it is, uh, for the most part, there's really nothing you can do. I mean, I'm not a shaman. I don't know any of that crazy shit. I'm not a warlock, or <laughs> I'm just a dude that carries a rifle and talks some some shit once in a while. <laughs> that would flip me out, man. Flip me out. Oh man, tell me about another one, please. This is crazy. All right, so, uh, you know, this is a couple months later, and um, it's like two in the afternoon. And one of the weird things that happened in the prison is, like, some areas of the prison were just so covered in gore and fucked up that they didn't even clean them. They just boarded them up. Wait, what do you mean? Explain that. What's, talk well, about when, when, uh, the, when the During the first push, the Iraqis who held Abu decided to execute prisoners en masse and it was it was just horrific so these are these are afghan i'm sorry i mean i'm going to stop you real quick these are iraqi prisoners that are there for whatever reasons before the war even started they're just there right they might have been a Correct. thief they might have been whatever and so they're housing all these inmates do you have a number of potential how many inmates were held there at one point well um it was told to me that over the 10 years that or 10 plus years that uh, saddam held the country Something like 2.2 to 2.5 million people went into the prison and like somewhere in the neighborhood of 750 to 900,000 people were never seen again. Holy shit. Yeah. So they, if you were going to prison, you pretty much knew you were going to die. What, well, yes and no. Like the cell block that was at was the political prisoner cell block. So those guys, it went really poorly for them because when we took it over, Behind the prison, there was a wood chip machine. You're in the desert. What do you need a wood chip machine for? That shit was fucking just straight up evil. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was horrid. And every room had an iron hook in the, in the ceiling where they would take guys, and throw them up there with their hands tied, and they just whip them and torture the shit out of them. And then they would leave. When the guards would leave. They'd like, if you're smart, you won't, you'll be dead in the morning. You hang yourself. And like guys would take turns hanging themselves from these hooks. Jesus, my, so this is all before we showed up. Correct. This is all before we even showed up. And so when you got there, there was the invasion, right? And I'm imagining uh, us, the military force, we had to, you know, take by force. And by, by the time we got there to, it, it, against, I, I, I explain to people that are listening, so I'm trying to break it down for them. <clears throat> we were using the prison as a fortified position to, 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 to stay in, right? Housing, essentially, correct? Correct. And so by the time you guys got there, they have already pretty much uh, murdered everyone in there and left. I mean, yes. Is that correct? Well, actually, the way it was explained is that they murdered as many as they could 
because the army was advancing and they ran out of time they just left and a lot of people were like you know what the hell just happened uh the first wave came through let them out and then 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 cleaned up the bodies and what have you and then some of the rooms and some areas were just so horrifically just gore covered they just boarded them up and said don't go don't fucking go in there so i mean and you know just outside the walls they've uncovered like three mass graves because they they actually bulldozed the top of it for whatever reason the engineers and there was literally piles of dirt with bones and flip-flops and rags and and plus the whole place just stunk of dead bodies it was just horrific yeah mike was pulling up some information this thing was opened in 1950s and it held approximately 50,000 men and women at a time Mm -hmm. oh there there was a lot more than that it it got crazy Oh, I mean, that's what it's listing here. I've I've been in a facility where you just pack it in tight. It's kind of like the basic training freaking cattle trucks. What? Yeah. How many? How many could fit? Always one more. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> yeah, stack them like cordwood. Fuck. Them. <laughs> Damn, dude. So why did why did the military decide to use this as a fortified position to 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 stay? Well, there's two reasons. One, it had actual concrete wall with guard towers around it. And two, the local population was terrified of that place. Got it. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Holy crap. So now here we are. We're in a, we're in a prison with thousands and thousands of, of dead Iraqis that, that were there before we got there. And now you're having to do your job at war and also try and get comfort in a prison that is haunted. Oh yeah, the whole time I was in there, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. I mean, it, it, I, I had a hard time sleeping. I would have uh, said, "Buddy, battle buddy says I gotta go take a piss." They'd be like, "What do you? You don't need a battle buddy." Yes, I do, bro. I don't go anywhere alone because because uh, it's haunted. <laughs> well, here's another like weird story. I had uh, this happened like four or five times. So I had one of my platoons staying in a, in a second floor. And they had to like leave the, out the back door and go down a set of stairs to use the, the, the porta shitters and pissers. And uh, we, you know, we didn't, there was no lights in that particular area. And most people didn't turn the lights on at night anyway, because, you know, everyone wanted to sleep. So they would hang chem lights. So you would have that dim light so you can see the stairs, you know, bust your ass walking down there in the middle of the night. And on several different occasions, they'd be walking down and a 10 year old kid would okay. walk past them up the stairs turn left go into the bay so they come in there there's a kid in here they flip on the lights everybody gets up they're turning everything over so i remember the fourth time this happened it was like three in the morning and the lights come on there's a kid in here and i get out and i look across all these guys are in utter pandemonium and i'm like because nobody would say it i was the first sergeant so i'm like hey the kid's dead he's dead all right he ain't here and I, I remember I go to turn the lights off and the guy at the other end of the bay who turned the lights on had that look in his face. Like, <laughs> turn the lights off. Dude, they were, I mean, they were, they were nugged out, man. Oh, they needed first start to explain it to them because they didn't want to believe it. Yeah. I'm like, eh, he's dead. Because yeah. they kept seeing this kid. I mean, he's maybe, you know, a young kid, maybe three, four feet tall, just walked by. Oh my God, bro. I would lose my mind. I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I'm going to be honest. I probably would have been, Hey, first aunt, uh, I need to, I need to go somewhere else. <laughs> no, no. I moved. I like that guy who was by the light switch. I had to move him somewhere else in the room. Cause he's like, I'm tired of this kid walking by my bunk. <laughs> I, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
we'll move you over here. And nobody, and we like had this like big area around the door where nobody would fucking like sleep because every once in a while, if you were too close to the door, the kid would walk by you and you'd see him. Uh, you know, I'm one. Is there is there a chance that maybe there's some kind of chemicals that make making someone hallucinate or anything in there? It, or, no, no, no. <laughs> no, not when you have it was like four or five different guys. You know, see the kid. You know, and one occasion there was two guys going down, one one behind the other, and they both saw the kid go by. I mean, come on, that's that's absolutely fucking nuts, man. Yeah, oh that, my that, god, that scared. You know, I mean, the thing is, did it did it scare me? Yes, it did. But I had nothing to do with his death, and you know I didn't communicate with said with any. I just they do their deal. I do my deal. I want to get the fuck out of here. Go. I didn't communicate with said ghosts, and so I don't feel like they've overran my body, and yeah. I didn't bring them home with me. That's that's a fear of mine, dude. Yes, you get, you get I possessed. Went, bro, I don't know. I the scariest movie I've ever watched was the the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh it, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was fucked up dude and this this funny thing is is i believe in this stuff and and i even told mike i think like, i need to find someone find me someone who's been a part of an exorcism because i want to know more about it but dude i don't want to play with that stuff either i don't want I, I i don't know i don't understand it enough to to fuck with it but mm -hmm. uh i i went to a house one time my wife was getting her hair done it was her best friend was getting married um and so we went to San Antonio and we found this lady online that does hair. <clears throat> we show up to her house and she has this, 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 um, Santo Muerte, which is like the saint of death, right? Yeah, which, that's, that's evil. Yeah. Right. It could be evil. It could be, you know, some people pray to it. I, I can't, I don't want to judge any cultures, but the shrine that was in this house felt I felt uncomfortable. I was like, oh shit, this is not, I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think this is good. And so as I'm, and I saw it because I went to go, go to the bathroom after I had to take a piss. I walked by and took a picture and I sent to a buddy of mine who has a lot of experience in this space, right? It, he's like, he goes, bro, wherever you're at, get the fuck out of that house. He goes, and you better delete that fucking picture. It, it scared me, dude. I thought like, oh, fuck. I take the picture. I already ruined it. They're going to follow me. That whole night, I couldn't sleep, dude, because everything I heard, everything that happened, it felt like it was a spirit that just fucking followed me. God. I have an associate of mine who's actually a Catholic priest, and he is studying to become an exorcist. That's an actual real job in the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. No, I know that, and we we want him. I would love to talk to him. Um, I've seen videos that are hard to explain. I've seen videos, I've seen documentaries, and I've dug deep into that. I grew up Catholic, mm -hmm. right? I I grew up Catholic. I walked away from from that because it just. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I there's just too much. To, there's too much extortion going on. I just it wasn't my thing. But yeah, whatever the case, um, there's something interesting about the whole exorcism space that is like fucked up dude and the, to, to hear some of the voices or, or or some of the dialects and people picking them apart and saying like dude i don't know it oh it, yeah the, it, the, remember there's a couple of cases where you have like nine ten eleven year old children speaking dead languages that you need an archaeologist to go hey man that's uh ancient babylon there is zero percent chance <laughs> that this kid was exposed to this shit in our media subset to learn this stuff consciously or subconsciously, this is nuts. That's the kind of shit that throws me off, dude. 
Yes, I mean, I, there are there are things out there that people do not want to acknowledge, and it's okay if you don't believe in them. You you piss them off, they'll believe in you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need that. No, no. I have a, I have a buddy. I'm gonna go probably get a tattoo today. He does these kind of ghost things, um, and 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 he's talking about going with me to a haunted house and giving me a tattoo in a haunted house. I'm like, ah, dog, it sounds fun until like I go home and now my house is haunted. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're actually going to start doing some uh, supernatural shows on my channel. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I like, I'm like, we're going to go to these places, set up the microphones, walk around, put up a bunch of cameras and then when, you know, then leave and then go through the footage. If we find anything good, then we'll, we'll put it on the show. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm the thing is, is like you can go to these places, and for the most part, you know, if you have your, you know, cross or your, whatever you believe in with you, and you don't take anything from the site, and you don't communicate with them, your chances of bringing that shit with you are not that great. So you've you've studied this enough to know like a little bit of the kind of the rules that that you want to kind of abide by. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to talk to them because oh, I- the, for the most part, you're just a a walking column of meat in their area and you leave and you're gone you, you start talking to him like oh wait a minute i can fuck with that guy now and yeah you don't want that you you ever use a ouija board oh no never i won't never. even let them in my house I, I, I have two young daughters and when they were really young i remember like yeah we're gonna get a ouija board i'm like doesn't come to my house ever ever <laughs> my kids wanted to get one oh, and no. and uh I told him, I said, no, 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 no. I, I've, I've played with one before and it scared the shit out of me and I will never buy one again. It's not a game. It's no. not a Hasbro game. <laughs> no, it, it is the equivalent of firing a star cluster into the astral plane and let everyone know, hey, here we go. Come here. No, you don't need that. Oh my God, dude. So what has gotten you so much more into into this that you guys are now going to be starting your podcast focused around it what is it about i've been pretty interested in it uh like for instance i started in panama we had one of our soldiers a couple from my company killed uh ki and i remember we brought back uh one of them i'm not gonna say his name because i don't want to piss off his family but uh we bring him back and you know at the casualty collection point you don't ever keep the dead with wounded or you wind up with more dead yeah so we had moved him off to a smaller room along with the other guy. And there was like two more in there from other companies. And I was pulling security as the sun was coming up. And I remember looking over my shoulder and I swear to God, I saw that soldier standing over his own body. Mm. And, it, and, it, and it was like, literally, I looked, I blinked. It went on for like 40 seconds. And then he was, he was gone. And I was like, there's something here, man. This, you know this belief that when you die it's over and nope something carries on so so with that i mean just digging into that do you believe in the afterlife do you believe in a heaven oh yeah god of course yeah i I do i mean i'm not super religious yeah no 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 yeah i think i think the churches are a business and and not not all of them have uh you know have the righteous cause correct you know what i mean so so faith in itself is faith right so um yeah i do i believe there's a god right i believe in faith i believe in i believe in an afterlife i just don't understand it but i i I explained to my kids like you believe in ghosts like yeah i was like so 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 you know what do you think that is right that's an interesting thing 
Yeah, and like uh, like another uh, story I was telling you about the boarded up room yeah. in Abu Ghraib prison. I was literally sitting in a lawn chair under a camo net, just chilling. It was like two in the afternoon. And to my right was one of these wings that had been, you know, boarded off. And literally on the other side of this one door that they had boarded off, you just hear boom, boom, boom. Like somebody's fucking in there, like trying to get the fuck out. So I'm like, all right, some other fucking assholes in there. God damn it. I got to go yell. I got to chew some ass take names you know whatever so i i walk around and there's all, all of the boards are in place because i was like touching them and stuff i'm like maybe there's another way in there or something and like 40 40 minutes and i'm like okay fuck it you know i just i just wrote it off what 40 minutes later i come back i'm eating dinner boom boom it happened again i'm like all right fuck this i go get like four guys we pry the door off there i walk in there and there there is blood stains on the floor shriveled up brains parts of skulls fingers it was just it was it was zombie land in there so i go in there i'm like hey if you're fucking in here you need to get the fuck out right now <laughs> and then i i have to nail it back up and then i never heard shit from that again after that you know but ah uh, i mean that yeah, that's fucking crazy. Oh, man. Hey, Pop, I got to take a break real quick for this Manscaped sponsorship. We got to break into the between of our, our scene to talk about it. You, uh, do you do any manscaping? Uh, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> well, I recommend that you buy yourself a weed whacker for the electric nose trimmer. You know, fix the hair. Uh, you know, we're sponsored by Manscaped. There's all kinds of cool stuff for men. Uh, the lawnmower 3.0 is for safe skin. It's for trimming uh, the hair around your balls and not getting cut. That's very important. I've done it. It sucks. It hurts. Uh, there's also all kinds of stuff like crop reliever, the ball toner and refresher. There's foot dust. There's uh, the signature Manscaped cologne. There's crop mop ball wipe. Keep them fresh. Keep them clean. Keep them smelling good for the old lady. Trust me, your women will will love you for it. They'll appreciate you that you take the extra effort and keeping that body nice and, and clean and smelling fresh for them. You guys, make sure you order yourself some Manscaped. Use the promo code Rocco, R-O-C-C-O, for 20% off and free shipping. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I don't fuck with, with, with ghosts, bro. So I grew up in a house that the, they're, we are the second owners of that house. The first owner, we believe, or we're told that he died in them. Just of natural causes of some sort, right? Just, just died. Um, growing up, I always felt like it was something in that house. Like always felt like it was haunted, but now we all can agree. We hear a footprints, like footsteps, uh, the presence of footsteps. And that is a weird one because that same thing happens. In my, my grandmother's house um, in El Paso. I had my great, great grandfather, grandmother passed away there. Uh, my great great grandfather passed away there, and my grandfather passed away there. And I would go visit my uncle, who now lives in that house. He would keep a radio playing, and anytime you shut that radio off, he'd tell you, "Hey, keep that radio on, or else you're gonna hear grandpa." And I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> and so he kept this radio at a low tone all the time because if not, you would hear these noises that kind of were freaky. And one of them is hearing my grandfather's feet slide across the floor like he would every morning to go do his chores around the house and you would hear it and you're like fuck that shit always fucked me up but i also didn't get, have as much fear because 
it was like my grandpa who was just the sweetest dude in the world so i was like okay that's kind of cool but it's kind of fucked up too well well typically if you know it's a relative or somebody you knew they're not gonna fucking do anything to you and and a lot of people don't seem to understand is most buildings are haunted Mm. I, i know it's like oh yeah like for instance i got stationed in utica new york right all of the houses in Herkimer and Utica, I mean, they're 100 years old, 125 years old. People just started dying in hospitals like in the 60s. So a lot of these places, you know, they had relatives drop dead all the time. And I, I stayed in this one apartment and it was haunted with this old lady. And it was really small in there. It literally, I lived like in a Rubik's Cube and to get along, I had to move boxes around to like move around and live in that place. And there was a couple, like one time I was laid up with a, with a, a fever, about 101, had the TV going on, you know, and I, you know, I took my, my Motrin, I threw down some whiskey and I'm trying to get back to sleep. And like, I can like, I can hear the wisps of the feet and then I see like a bathrobe go by and I wake up and I don't see anything. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, old woman, stay away from me in my sleep. Okay. We can all get along. It's cool. And then, uh, there was one other one too, because like I, I, it was like four in the morning. I was out hanging out at this guy's house, and I was stayed there to sober up. I come rolling into my in my driveway, and f- you can see through the front window of my apartment. There's a window on the side, and then you can see the garage light, and it's coming through. And like I see a shadow of an old woman walk by the window, and I'm like, okay. I walk in there. I'm like, hey, leave me alone, woman. <laughs> I lay down and go to sleep. You know, I got, uh, it's just like, I was glad to move out of there, but yeah, I mean, most of them don't want to fuck with you. They're just doing their own thing. I, you know, and I, I write a couple novels about this too, and it's all fiction. But, but you, know. you, you, you've taken a lot of it from your experiences. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, for instance, I, I'm a firm believer that beyond this world, there's astral space. And from there you go to, you know, other dimensions and stuff. Dimensions. What do you mean? Well, uh, you know, you know heaven and there's other you know I, I mean i firmly believe in the multiverse that they all vibrate at their own frequency and we can't see them or interact with them until you leave this frequency behind mm. because yeah. you know in this universe all matter is tuned you know to this this particular place but when you leave you're not taking the matter your energy just goes somewhere else oh. it's weird i know it's de- it's deep it's crazy it's fucked up <laughs> i'm just saying you know, i mean there's there's all kinds of craziness going on. You heard of the Mandela effect? Yes, I have. I told I've I've I remember watching like that when they were talking about that 007 movie where Jaws bites through the cable and stuff. And all like kinds that. of weird stuff. There's all and I remember seeing stuff. that as a kid, and then they're telling me that's what happened. I'm like, fuck you. No. There's a, there's a there's a weird thing with that Mandela effect that I've never understood, and it would it would fall into this multiverse conversation of like there's a show that it was you know sinbad the actor yeah he i remember (laughs) i feel like a fucking weirdo i remember a movie he played a genie yeah yeah and called like shazam or because shazam or some shit Uh and and people will remember that there's people all over that remember that and then it is proven in our time now right now wherever we're at in this fucking you know in this universe he does not he's never played that character and he says it he goes i've never i've never played a genie in anything i've ever done uh so i, I think know. i remember that 
well, dog, I, that's what I'm saying. And then people yeah. are like, oh. people are like, you're getting it confused with Shaq playing Kazam. I'm like, no, no, no. Fucking Sinbad played Shazam. And I remember this whole fucking movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's fucked up, man, because it makes you really feel like, wh- where did we go? Where did we, where did our universe cross paths with another universe? And now we have fucking two realities, you know? Yeah. Well, you remember one reality, but now it's a different. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And that's the weirdest thing that this is even a thing that we're dealing with now because, like, you got Bernstein, Bears, Bernstein, Bears. And it all kind of falls. I'm curious to know if, like, maybe – so when a ghost, if someone dies, their energy, their spirit, why would it be stuck in here and not onto another life? And, and, and is it our job to try and help them? Is eventually you think that's going to be a thing or is it they're just waiting their time or or – do you have a remnant that stays behind before it goes on to another place? Well, like in my novels, I write about the, um, like there's spirits and there's ghosts. A spirit is somebody who travels into the lobby and then goes into the light and then comes back. Mm. A ghost never makes that, that venture. It just stays here on the earth. And why? Um, they, 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 either they don't know they're dead or they fear something in the light and they stay behind and they just keep reliving the routine over, Groundhog's Day. You know, yeah, they just keep going through the routine, and that's the reality. And until either they, you know, man up and go in the light, or you know, man so- the fuck up, ghost, man, the- yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, yeah, get out of here, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there, there's something weird that goes on, and uh, I, I can't explain <sighs> it. You ever heard of pur- purgatory? Right in the in the yeah. faith in the world of faith, purgatory is this space where they're still being. Oh, they're stuck in, in purgatory. There is no no up, no down, no positive. That's just fucking the Groundhog's Day, essentially, which yeah, is yeah. which is almost its own hell. Yeah, actually, I was thinking of doing a com- couple comedy routines where I'm like, <laughs> I'm an old like Vietnam sergeant, like E7, and, and um, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, I run this place. It's called Desk uh, Desk X Ray, and apparently there's so many people on the earth and so many people dying that they just can't keep up with it. So I'm like subcontracted out, contracted out. I'm in purgatory, and you still have to deal with all of the pain and bullshit you had in life, but you, know, you just can't die. So like pe- <laughs> people, like you know, it's like self, you know, people who commit suicide have to come and mm-hmm. see me, and then I make the decision: do they go to the hot house? Do they get behind the curtain, go to heaven, or do I, you know, recycle them through the other door and they go back to a vagina and have to do it over again? So. <laughs> oh fuck that's funny so with your novels and everything else you know what's the goal what do you what are you what are you working towards I, I you know is hollywood a goal of yours is you know having your own show well i just like uh like one of the reasons i started the whole redonkulous thing is um back when i got divorced and i got like really was made homeless my ex-wife killed my dog i lost my kids they just fucking crucified me and uh i mean i was there ready to, to suck on the gun all right. yeah. I mean, I was there. And the weird thing is, is one of my old company commanders out of the blue comes to see me at my, at my desk. And we, we, we just bullshit for about half an hour. And he's like, all right, man, I'll see you later. He leaves four days later. He kills himself almost exactly to the way I had planned it. And then I wound up being the NCOIC for his entire goddamn funeral. And I got to see all of the horror that that does to your loved ones you leave behind and i'm like you know oh, yeah. what i'm not gonna do that in fact i'm gonna do everything in my power to keep dudes from doing that so you know i i started a non-profit called second class citizen 
and then I formed Redonkulous underneath that. And I used comedy and, and so forth to try to keep guys from doing that. Because when you're there, you think you're, you know, you're the only one it's happening to, and nobody gives a shit. And you know what? If I tell my story and people like chuckle a little bit and they see that little glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel, they can go, hey man, this motherfucker pop did it. I can ride it out and get to that light at the end of the tunnel. And yep. That's why that's why I do what I do. No, I love that. Why don't you tell me more about Redonculus? Well, uh, you know, I've been attacking a lot of, uh, you know, feminism and th their crazy brainwashing and propaganda they do. And all I really do is just bring out the facts and reality. And, th th and there's nothing they could do. And all my videos, you go to the sources and I have like the, the articles and the studies and so forth. I just rip apart their, their whole narrative. You know, they come at me like, well, you know, you should really see our our version of reality. And I'm like, listen, bitch, there's one reality. Everything else is either a perspective or an opinion. I don't deal in those. Yeah, it's been it's been a tough it's been tough. Um, it's been a tough time in the in the media space for man. If you just have any kind of different views. Uh, you all of a sudden can be, you know, chastised or, or cancel cultured, you know, and, and I, and I walk a fine line with that. I walk a fine line with that of being, being very safe about the content because of the fact of what I do for a living. But uh, there's also this, this <clears throat> feeling of why, why do I have to fear that? It's just weird that we're even in a time like this and, and I can't dig too deep into it because I know, I know. Yeah. Like when I, I was still on uh, AGR status for my last 12 years in the service. And on two different occasions, I had a colonel show up to interview me about my redonkulous.com project. Yeah. One was from public affairs and one was sent from the IG from the Pentagon. Whoa. Well, you know, and, and they're like, and it's really funny because I, you know, I go in there, I sit down and the colonel's like, so, well, Pop, can you tell me about this redonkulous? <laughs> and I tell him, I'm like, listen, I'm not talking about bad about the government or the army. I'm just talking about reality and this is my version of therapy to keep me from going crazy and the colonel looks at me smiles and goes therapy i can sell that <laughs> <laughs> give me I something got, i can use give me something I got, I can use. <laughs> you can tell they didn't want to burn me to the ground and i you know i'm like you know, i gave them i mean it's the truth i mean yeah. you and i both know when shit goes absolutely south and it's all fucked up there's no food no water everyone's tired maybe some guys are hurt guy cracks a joke and you're like <laughs> yeah okay like yeah, really man. you can you can you can take that extra step if you could just laugh i agree no i love that i love that it's freaking dope dude well shit man tell me tell me uh where people can find you tell me what you're out there promoting and pushing so we can kind of get the listeners involved okay well i run redonkulous.com spell uh, that out r-e-d-o-n-k-u-l-a-s.com <laughs> yeah i knew it's spelled funny that's good yeah it is, it is but you know what sooner or later i'm the only one using it they're gonna they're gonna change that spelling to mine once enough people recognize it. and then uh whew, i do that uh i have a youtube channel i got a bit shoot brighton i'm on all of the alt tech platforms you know um, because you know you got joe rogan who's building his pod he's got his podcast under one name and it's really he's got millions of subscribers listeners it's, it's yeah. big well, I'm doing the non-conventional warfare way and I'm going sideways and going to envelop my target that way. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'd love to see the list of those and see where I can jump on myself for my own right. Um, you should try that Clubhouse app. It's an, it's kind of a cool one for, 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 um, 
for networking right now, it's oh. so new and so small that you can be in a room with some big name characters because they're trying it out too. And it's, it's, on, it's on the phone clubhouse app. It's on an okay. iPhone. Do you have an right. iPhone? No, no, I have an, an Android. Oh yeah. So right now it's only available for iPhone users. Okay. They're still, right. it's still early on, but it's a good platform that eventually you should try and jump onto. All right. No problem. Well, sweet man. Uh, any website, anything else you want to push, man? And we're going to wrap this bad boy up. No, that's it, man. I mean, uh, you know, I'm just trying to uh, listen. I, I work casualty notification. I work the, or, you know, the, the after effect organizers, you know, I've had to zip guys up in body bags. I just got sick and tired of these young guys going through a divorce or a breakup and then driving their motorcycle at 180 miles an hour to a viaduct a couple of days later. I mean, we all knew what happened, but it yeah. didn't leave a note or anything like that because you don't want to fuck up this life insurance for his loved ones. And, you know, it's, I'm just so sick and tired of like, the hopelessness killing these guys because it's the system's evil. I'm just going to yeah. say it. The, 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 the whole divorce industry, anything that can destroy love and hope is straight up evil and needs to be destroyed. Yeah. No, I hear you. I've, I've been through uh, a divorce that was ugly, ugly. And, you know, uh, going through the, the struggle of the whole thing and figuring it out again and luckily coming out the other end and, and, and still to this day, you know, holding on to a relationship, making sure that everything I do and everything we do and partake in is going to be healthy for us because it's like this world is trying to destroy everything. That's, that's normal in family and love. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually working on a, a webinar called administrative violence where I'm literally, I'm going to, I'm going to show guys how to fight back against the system using the system. Love it. Because the whole divorce industry, that's just one arena. And in that arena, you're basically in the sand at the, you know, at the beck and call of the emperor to kill you anytime you want. Well, I, yeah, I'm still paying off debts for my first divorce. Yeah. That's usually, that, yeah. yeah. Men usually get hit with the, uh, the debt all almost 90% of the time. Oh, for sure. I got hit so hard with that and all the, all the fees and everything else. And even coming out feeling victorious, you still, I still owe it a 30, 40, $50,000 tab. Mm -hmm. Don't ever do it again, man. <laughs> Working on that. <laughs> don't do it again <laughs> oh brother i appreciate it pop seriously love having you on here man uh i'm excited to go check out everything you got going on if you do anything in the supernatural space please invite me at least once i got right. i gotta be there with you and you're gonna see a big 270 pound dude scared out of his fucking mind <laughs> yeah yeah that's one of my one of my fears is i'm gonna act like i'm gonna scream like a bitch ah! you know i just i, I want to try to keep my composure like okay yeah yeah and we, and we need it you need to send mike some information on the exorcist training because i want i want in on that uh all right i'll see what i can do to get get back in contact with that guy but uh <laughs> yeah he's out in ohio i sat down with him on two different occasions and some of the shit he said or talked about was just absolutely terrifying yeah it's all terrifying it's all fucking scary all right brother man you have a good day all right man take it easy Later. Took the blow